greatest weapon of all. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time we started this. Pain isn't something we thought. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. They pray for freedom and justice. Some veterans not getting the timely care that they need. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks You don't look status. Let's discuss. Uh, hey guys, welcome to Vet to Vet podcast. Uh, new episode. Back to our basic topics. Uh, so today we're going to talk about important uh, VA forms. Yeah. And of course, you know, we talked about many of them uh, already, but just today we decided to bundle them up together. Yeah, yeah. and just reinforce little things that maybe some of you guys haven't heard or you missed. Yeah, because the Department of uh, Veterans Affairs uh, uh, has a form for any uh, uh, action veteran uh, might uh, or want or need to take. Uh, not only with VA disability, but with anything else. And uh, that's why we compiled some of those forms uh, into one podcast. So let's go into the topic. Yeah, so one of the first major forms that people want to talk about is the VA Form 21-526EZ. This is the application for VA disability compensation and related compensation benefits. VA Form 21-526EZ application for disability compensation is a formal application for VA disability benefits. Veterans are required to submit this form in order to initiate a claim for service-connected compensation. However, veterans can also use this form to file a claim for an increase in rating after the appeal period is passed. It is important to keep in mind that with the new appeals modernization system, you cannot necessarily submit a form 21-526EZ if you previously filed a claim for the same issue. And we'll talk about that a little later on. Uh, so, like, you can use it to submit evidence, standard claims, and fully developed claims. Importantly, there are two claim processes that you can choose from when you're filing your VA claim using VA Form 21-526EZ, the fully developed claim program, and the standard claim process. So, fully developed claim uh, program, what is that? So, the fully developed claim is basically saying, I gave you everything I got, I got nothing else to give you, you know, judge me off of this and this alone. So what you're trying to show in this little packet is the 21-526EZ, your military medical records, your DD-214, current medical records showing that you're diagnosed, and any doctor support letters you got saying that these things are more likely due to your service. So if you have everything like that, more than likely you'll stay in the fully developed process. If there's something missing, then you just kind of go into the standard claim process, which isn't a big deal. Like literally 80%, 90% of vets that file claims usually fall into the standard claims process regardless. But you try like hell to go into the fully developed claim so you're not wasting so much time. 
And uh, yeah, when you file uh, that uh, fully developed claim, uh, it doesn't mean that VA will not schedule an examination. So it's not o it's not over that you just you know send the documents and that's it. Yeah, there's potential, but the reality is most of the time you're going to get a medical exam no matter what you claim or what what records you send them. And also, if you file a fully developed claim, but then discover additional evidence to support your claim, uh, you are still able to submit that evidence. Yeah, but that that could knock you out of the fully developed claim process and put you into the standard claim process. So, but it, treat it like you're going to court no matter what you do. So if you have any records that you think are gonna help support your claim, use it. Don't hold it back for any kind of potential randomness that you might think might happen. Give them everything you got, because the more evidence you have, the better odds you got. And most likely, if you are well prepared, uh, safe to, move through a standard claim process. Yeah. The VA provides multiple ways for the veterans to file initial claims using the Form 21-526EZ, including the following. You could file online using the VA's eBenefits platform. You could do it by mail directed to the Department of Veterans Affairs Evidence Intake Center, PO Box 4444 in Janesville, Wisconsin, zip code 53547- dash four 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 you could do it in person bring any bring a completed va form 21 dash 526 easy to a va regional office near you when they are open after the virus i don't think they're open yet um with the legal representative completing the form with a with a veteran service organization like a vso or a va accredited agent or attorney so generally speaking, filing your VA claim online is the fastest and most convenient way to apply for disability benefits. Electronic records can be processed using a variety of automated tools, allowing VA to complete certain actions with greater speed. Therefore, filing your claim online may give you the opportunity to secure an earlier effective date. Major thing, I hope you guys always hear this, is no representative can charge you fees for helping veterans file disability claims. Importantly, veteran representatives cannot charge fees on initial claims. In other words, as long as there has not been a decision and any subsequent appeal of that decision, the representative should not be entitled to any compensation from your pocket. So if anybody tries to charge you anything or ask you for anything, you know it's BS. So the other form is VA Form 21-8940. Yes, yeah, so this is the unemployable or the IU claim. So for the unemployability is an application for increased compensation based on unemployability. It is a form that VA relies on when they are developing claims and appeals for total disability based on individual unemployability. Some people will call it IU, some people call it TDIU, some people call it the unemployable, but it's all the same thing. The purpose of this form is to provide VA with additional information about the veteran, such as his or her level of education and employment history to supplement the request for the unemployable. If veteran does not submit form 21-8940 along with their claim for TDIU, it is almost guaranteed the VA will ask them to provide one. If veteran failed to submit the form, the VA could use that as grounds to deny the claim. So a lot of the questions you get when people ask you about the unemployable is um, 
when was the last time you worked full time? What what year did you have your highest annual earnings? What job did you hold during your last five years of employment? What's the highest level of education you completed? When did you become too disabled to work as a result of your service-connected conditions? So keep that in mind. The major thing here is about your VA disabilities. Nothing outside of that. So if you keep talking about your lower back that isn't service-connected, they're going to deny it. Talk about the things that they're paying you for. VA will ask these questions to determine whether the veteran's service-connected conditions result in unemployability. However, VA must also consider factors such as the veteran's educational background, occupational history when determining whether it is likely that the veteran could obtain and maintain full-time employment. Veterans can attach um, additional pages to go along with the 8940 to give the best picture of their employment history. So again, give them the best evidence you got of showing why you think this thing should be approved. So what is individual unemployability? and how do veterans qualify? Yeah, so the unemployability is a disability benefit that allows for veterans to be compensated at the VA's 100% disability rate, even if their combined disability rating does not equal to 100. Unemployable is awarded in circumstances in which the veterans are unable to secure and follow substantial gainful employment due to their service-connected conditions. Under the VA um, regulations under 38 CFR 4.16, which encompasses sub subsections A and B, each subsection describes a way in which veterans may meet the requirements for the unemployable. In order to qualify for unemployable, a veteran must have one service-connected condition rated at 60% or higher, or two or more service-connected conditions with one at least being rated 40%, but the combined total of the VA rating is 70. So either one of those, if you have 70% for PTSD and that's it, you have potential to go for it. If you have 40% for your back and 50% for headaches and 30% for your ankles, you could probably go for it, you know? But if all you are is 40% for your back or all you are is 50% for headaches and 10% for hearing loss, that's not going to get you. So make sure you hit either one of those dots. And uh, also those who do not meet the scheduler requirements under 38 CFR, uh, paragraph 41.16a uh, uh, may still be considered for TDIU under uh, paragraph 4.16b. Under this subsection, VA must refer you uh, must refer your entitlements to TDIU to the Director of Compensation Service to ex extra scheduler consideration. In uh, either case, the essential question remains whether the veteran is able to secure and follow substantially gainful employment. Yeah. Not about back pain, but the can you? Yeah, not? the ability to work. And of course, you know, like if you are already, uh, you're already getting unemployment for this uh, or that uh, condition and this or that condition, exactly this or that condition uh, prevents you from working, then you got a shot. Yeah, for sure. So the other form is VA Form 20-0995. 
Yeah, so the, this one's kind of like the new um, notice of disagreement style for the VA. So under the Appeals Modernization Act or the AMA, veterans are required to submit VA Form 20-0995 uh, supplemental claim application in order to initiate a supplemental claim for a VA disability compensation. Additionally, veterans can submit a supplemental claim in response to an unfavorable decision from the VA but must include new and relevant evidence when doing so. It is important to know that the VA's duty to, assi to assist still applies under the AMA, however, it is different from VA's duty to assist under the legacy appeals system. Specifically, the duty to assist is more limited and only applies to supplemental claims than original claims. So for instance, if a veteran files a supplemental claim for an increased rating and identifies relevant treatment records, VA has the duty to help further develop their case and potentially obtain such records. So what are the time limits for VA supplemental claim submissions? Veterans must submit supplemental claims within one year of a VA decision in order for the effective date to remain the date of the original underlying claim. It is important to note that a veteran can file a supplemental claim within one year of the following appellant decision and still preserve the original effective date of the claim. One, a decision from the Board of Veterans' Appeals. Two, a decision from the Court of Appeals for Veteran Claims. And three, a decision from the United States Court of Appeals from the Federal Court Circuit. On the other hand, if a supplemental claim is filed more than one year after the decision, the effective date will be the date the, the supplemental claim was filed and the VA received it. So the major thing with the supplemental claim is you got to have new evidence, new records to support why you're fighting this. You can't just say this is BS. You got to have something attached to it. Well, the other form is VA Form 20-0996. Yeah, so this is another one of the new AMAs, and the veterans will be re required to submit VA Form 20-0996 application for higher level review in order to request a higher level review of a VA decision on a claim for benefits. This option puts your appeal in front of a more senior VA official who may be more experienced in handling claims and appeals. Typically, veterans can choose whether their appeal is reviewed with the same regional office or another regional office. Importantly, veterans cannot submit new evidence when requesting higher level review. VA is only going to review your appeal based on the evidence that was recorded at the time of the previous adjudicator's decision. Furthermore, as mentioned above, the VA does not have a duty to assist with, with requests for higher level review. With that being said, the higher level review lane tends to be the fastest with veterans receiving a decision in two or three months. So when you do the higher level appeal you're really trying to argue that they made a error in the judgment of their decision because of everything that you submitted not anything new so make sure that's the bigger distinction between the two right now is one you could submit new stuff the other one you're arguing that there was an error so when can he file that claim so veterans could file a higher level review appeal with VA form 20-0996 in response to an original decision this means if you filed an original claim and received a decision from the VA, you can choose to opt into the higher level review lane and submit the 20-0996. Additionally, if you filed a supplemental claim and received an unfavorable decision again, you can also submit the request for the higher level review. However, if you receive a decision following high, a higher level review, you cannot opt into another higher level review. 
Similarly, you cannot request a higher level review of decisions from the Board of Veterans Appeals. Yeah. Uh, what would be informal uh, uh, conferences? So there are certain questions on um, the higher level review form, the 20-0996, related to whether you would like to have an informal decision review officer conference, a which is a telephone conversation during which you speak with the adjudicator reviewing your case. Essentially, this gives you a chance to be heard in your case. Oh, however, it does create a bit of a delay. In the event that you wish to have a DRO conference, it is important that you provide the best phone number for the adjudicator to contact you when filling out the form. So basically the guy's got to tell you what he thinks and if you're missing anything. And if you're missing some, then he'll tell you what he thinks you're missing. And so it's kind of an easier way to understand why they keep denying it if you're lost. Yep. Uh, the other form is VA form 10, uh, uh, 182. Yeah. So with the service officers, we always joke that this is the airborne form, the VA form 10182. Um, this, the veteran will be required to submit this form in order to appeal one or more previously decided issues to the board. Although this form is also called a notice of disagreement, it is vastly different from the NODs veterans filed in the legacy appeal system were in the past. Now all appeals to the board must be submitted directly to the board and will no longer be accepted by any regional office. Within the, NOD, within the NOD, veterans must select one or three dockets, the direct review docket, evidence submission docket, or hearing docket. The direct review docket or direct docket at the Board of Veterans Appeals applies to veterans who do not want to submit additional evidence to the board and do not want a hearing before a veterans law judge. In this docket, the board's decision will be based on the review of evidence of record and the time of of the agency of original adjudication's decision on the issues on the appeal. In other words, the board will only look at the evidence that was in the veteran's file when the decision on the appeal was filed. Evidence submission docket. The evidence submission docket is for veterans who want to submit additional evidence but do not want a board hearing. In this docket, veterans can submit additional evidence to the board within, with their NOD within 90 days following the submission of the NOD. Importantly, the board is pri prioritizing legacy appeals and appeals in the new system's direct docket. Therefore, appeals in this evidence submission docket will have longer wait times. The hearing docket is for veterans who want to have a hearing before a veteran law judge. Hearings in the appeals system will either take place at the board in Washington, D.C. or usually a video conference. Importantly, travel board hearings held by veteran law judges at local regional offices will only be available to veterans in the legacy appeals system. Overall, veterans are entitled to a hearing on any issue involved in an appeal. Similar to other AMA forms, veterans have one year from the date of the VA's decision to file the NOD with the board. So this is when you keep getting denied and you think you have better odds of talking to someone face to face. So if you keep getting denied and you really believe this is due to service and they just keep denying you, then your best chance is probably talking to a judge and explaining your reasons. Because it's harder to deny somebody face to face than it is staring at paper, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Uh, VA Form 21-4138. Uh, uh, yeah, so this form is basically the VA style of a blank piece of paper. 
you could write to any response or anything that you're trying to explain. This allows veterans to provide testimony. It is an opportunity for veterans to report on the onset, progression, and severity of their symptomology. Importantly, Form 21-4138 can be filled out and submitted by veterans, friends, and or family members. For example, a veteran's spouse may outline the debilitating effects of the claim condition that the veteran experiences on a day-to-day basis. Furthermore, a fellow service member can submit a buddy statement describing an in-service incident that contribute to the veteran's disability. Overall, this form could be used for several different purposes in different ways, but ultimately it, could, it is used to relay information for the VA to consider when adjudicating a veteran's claim. But yeah, this is the VA's style of a blank piece of paper, so anytime you're trying to explain yourself or respond to something they're asking you, this is the form to use. Yeah, it's pretty much a written statement, affidavit. Yep. VA Form 21-0781. So this is a form that's specific with, for PTSD. So if you file a mental health claim for depression, anxiety, schizophrenic, you won't need to do this. This is only for PTSD claims. Essentially, this form is used to co- corroborate the veteran's report in service stressor. So the traumatic event that caused the PTSD it has very specific information such as the unit you're with, witnesses to the event, the time, any awards, things like that. So make sure you try to do the best you can in explaining the situation and where it was and what happened. Uh, the other form, Declaration of Status of Dependence, VA Form 21-6866C. So veterans with a combined disability rating of 30% or higher may be eligible to receive additional monthly compensation for qualifying dependents. For VA purposes, a dependent is a family member who relies on the veteran's financial and who relies on the veteran financially and meets specific criteria. Qualifying dependents include the following: your spouse, unmarried children including biological children, stepchildren and adopted children who are under the age of 18 between the ages of 18 and 23 and attending school full-time or were seriously disabled prior to reaching the age of 18. Parents in the veterans direct care whose net worth and income are below the federal poverty threshold. To add or remove dependents to VA benefits, veterans must fill out and submit VA Form 21-686C, Declaration of Status of Dependents. This 12-page long form asks for a very detailed history of your marriages, divorce, and children identifying Uh, identifying information. In regard to marriages and divorces, VA will ask veterans to submit certificates and decrees respectively. For children, VA will ask for copies of birth certificates and social security numbers or cards. It is important to note that there is an additional form for children who are still in school called VA Form 21-674, Request for Approval of School Attendance. This form requires information regarding expected graduate date, class schedule, transcripts, things like that for kids that are 18 and over. So what happens if uh, you do not add or remove dependents appropriately? Yeah, so we all know the VA moves pretty slow in a lot of ways. So if you do not remove a dependent when when necessary, VA will will create an overpayment. This means that the VA will begin to withhold money from your monthly disability check until the overpayment amount has been recouped. For example, you get a divorce and fail to notify the VA, 
and as a result the VA continues to pay you additional compensation for your spouse even though you are no longer with them. When the VA finds out that there has been a change in the status of the dependents, it will take back the money it paid during the time period through uh, the creation of the overpayment. It is crucial that veterans report any changes to dependents as soon as they occur. I know it's like basically $100 a month, but it can add up. And then the moment the VA figures it out, you're going to flip out when you realize that you owe them 10 or 20 grand or something like that. So don't get caught doing stupid stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it, guys, uh, for today about, uh, I guess, most important VA forms. Yeah, the basic ones that most people look for. And uh, as always, do you have any book, great uh, book or stuff uh, that you would recommend? Um, there's a show on Netflix called I'm Sorry. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's about two people trying to raise a little girl. And it's almost kind of like the show The League with Rafi. He's in there. So, But it's pretty funny. It's not bad. There's nothing else to watch. <laughs> And uh, turn the podcast to quote or words of uh, wisdom of the day. The best way out is always through. Said by Robert Frost. Uh, that's it, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Until next time, over and out. Thank you.